Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell, broker owner of ERA Russell Realty Group. He is a 10-year licensed broker who has successfully coached and trained over 500 agents and turned his independent brokerage into a $50 million company before joining one of the top real estate franchises, ERA. Evan delivers his real-world real estate experience to you, the real estate agent. You can follow Evan on the Twitter feed at WorkWithEvan using hashtag AskEvan. For all your questions, concerns, comments, ideas, or anything else real estate related. Morning, guys. How we doing? Morning, 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 morning. Hey, it's Monday, the 7th of May. Can you believe it's the 7th of May already? Man, time flies, huh? Time time flies. Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, but I got some wicked sunburn, man, driving a Jeep around the weekend. It was terrible. First world problems, right? First world problems. Have a Jeep, take the top down, get sunburned, you know. So a little, diff- little different spin today. I'm going to give you uh, – I had a little trouble finding a topic today. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to make this quick because I don't want to ramble about not having a topic. But there's so much going on, both goods and bads. Um, the market to me uh, – I know we talked about this a little bit on Friday. If you didn't miss – if you missed a call on Friday, be sure you jump in the group and check it out uh, or download the previous podcast here. Uh, it, it's pretty solid about, um, uh, you know, not getting listings in our own area here. But what I want to make sure I also do, if you missed a call on Friday, I want to make sure that these podcasts aren't boring. They're all monotone. You don't, you know, get, get drowned out by my, uh, hello, you've reached Evan Russell's podcast. Right? I want to make sure they're not, uh, they're not lame. So, Here's what I'm going to give to you, and, and I'm going to flip the script. Maybe you, you'll like this, maybe you won't. But I'm going to give you the top 15 reasons why agents leave the business, okay? I was going to start with, hey, what if? What if we had five responsive buyers? What if we had, a, uh, you know, a couple yard signs in the ground? What if we had three or four or five showings on the weekend? What if, if we had, uh, you know, nice – you know, consistent, reliable lead flow. Well, I was going to give you those kind of what ifs, but I've decided not to do that. And then I talked about, you know, transactions getting delayed, listing appointments getting canceled, right? Buyers can't commit to a particular property. It's perfect for them, but then something comes up, mom, dad, or somebody, you know, how do you keep that positive attitude and keep moving forward, right? There's hiccups in your deal. There's hiccups in your closing. You're counting on that money. You know, you're you're, you're looking ahead to the commission, you know, and then something, you know, pushes you aside. So all those things kind of come up with real estate. But most importantly, what I'm seeing is people are kind of looking around for business. So I can ask the question, where is your next deal going to come from? Or where is your first deal going to come from? Or let's just stick with the first one. Where, are you, where is your next deal legitimately going to come from? Do you know? Or do you just kind of sit back and kind of go through the motions and hope that something falls in your lap? Right, and as I mentioned before, hope isn't really a strategy, right? I mean, you can do it. You can hope, and you can wait, and I don't really need the money, and whatever, whatever. You can do that, but hope really isn't a strategy. So I'm going to give you the 15 reasons why people bounce the industry, right, and see if that kind of, kind of, peaks a nerve or peaks some interest or uh, whatever the case is. Okay. So here's the first reason. Uh, you know, Molly and I did this, you know, several weeks ago. 
Uh, we have a nice ebook made on it. We've been kind of sitting on it for the right time, but we'll go through it now. So the first reason why agents leave the real estate business is they didn't give it enough time to develop their position in the market, right? I know I talked to a guy this morning who's only been in the business probably nine, ten months. It's had a little bit of early success, kind of hit a little bit of a wall. You know, he's looking around. You know, what's going on? Why did I lose that listing appointment? Why did I lose that listing? Why isn't anybody getting back to me? Why can't anybody pull the trigger? And eventually when you give it good effort for six, eight, nine months, you're like, you know, you know, this job isn't for me. I'm not making any money. I'm wasting my time. This is too hard. But the one thing other agents have you know, on, on us is longevity, right? They've been in a long time. They've been in a long time. All the people in our town and even our number one agents on our roster have been in it for 10, 12, 15, 20 years. They haven't been in it for six months, right? They've been in it for a good period of time. So they didn't give enough time to establish their position in the market. And then the second reason is they didn't give it enough effort to establish a brand, right? People know who Evan Russell is. People don't know possibly who you are or what your brand is or what you do. Or you haven't reminded them enough that you're in the game and you can help them. So they just don't give it enough effort to establish your brand, i.e. Facebook posts, i.e. postcards, i.e. coffee cards, i.e. sponsoring baseball teams, i.e. wearing your golf shirt around, you know, putting a sticker on your laptop. Whatever kind of marketing you can do, we just don't give, give ourselves enough time to establish that brand and establish a trust. And then, again, you don't make any money, you don't have any success, and you decide real estate is not for them, right? Number three, and I have this book if you want it. You can go in the Facebook group, hit up Molly. We'll send you a copy, all right? Number three is wasn't able to understand lead flow and how to prospect for people to talk to, right? Everybody wants a, a lead to come into their inbox and say, hey, you know, I'm ready to buy a house today. I got a pre-approval. Let's go. Everybody does that, but that doesn't necessarily work. Right? We get the Facebook leads through Follow Boss. They come into our system. Half the people, just to be real, don't even know they signed up. Don't even know how you got their information, which makes cold leads very difficult. They're frustrating and they're difficult, and they don't convert all that well. Right? But if you hand them the right way and you come at them the right way and you understand the premise on which they came into your inbox, you have a better fighting chance on getting them to respond to you and, and, and starting to build that, num like number three, starting to build that brand. I'm Evan Russell. I've got great technology. I just, I just caught you into my, into my lead generation net. This is why you're in the right place. When you're ready to buy, I'm the right person. Here's why. Right? Being able to understand the lead flow and how prospects talk to talk and how, <coughs> how to prospect for people to talk to is key. Okay? Is key. Didn't understand this is a sales job. All right, this is number four, number five, I suppose, four. Didn't understand the sales job, even if you're only working with your friend and family, right? So keep, so keep that in mind, agent that I just talked to you this morning. I think you're on the call here. Even though you're talking to your friend and family, you're still selling a product, and that product is you. You want somebody to hire you to do a job, to sell the house or buy a house or rent a house or lease a commercial space, right? They want you to hire. Even if you're friends and family, you are still acting as a salesperson, right? Still acting as a salesperson. We can never forget that. When we're not stepping on necks and when we're not asking for commitment and we're not asking people to buy from us, we're not acting as true salespeople, right? This is a sales job. We are salespeople by profession. 
We are real estate agents by trade or realtors by trade, so to speak. All right? This is sales. Okay, number five. Agents don't make an effort to understand technology that their prospects do. If, and we've talked to us a bunch of different times. If you don't set yourself up on a drip, if you don't set yourself up in Zap, if you don't know how the, how the emails look that you send yourself, you're going to have a difficult time understanding what they look at and understanding, you know, how that helps them. If you don't know about the different apps your clients are using, you're going to be behind the eight ball. If you don't know how – and we know, I know we've, this is some of, some of the stuff's repetitive, but if you don't know how a Zestimate works on Zillow, you're in trouble. If you don't know how Follow-Up Boss works or how our We Stand Out page works or Zap works, you're in trouble. They can't be, the prospect can't be smarter than you, right? They just can't. And if you don't make an effort to understand that technology and your prospects do, you're a dummy, right? This guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. He doesn't even know how, you know, the gas mileage of his own car he's selling, right? That can't work. Okay, so not only do you have to understand how it works, the next one is you didn't understand how to use the technology effectively, how to send an email, how to forward a property, how to set somebody up on a drip, how to check them on the drip. If you don't understand how to do that stuff, it's going to be very, very difficult to get somebody to buy from you if you don't know how your own website works, if you don't know how uh, you know, to use the technology to demonstrate it to get people to stick to your particular product. Case in point, Keeping Current Matters. How many people have signed up for Keeping Current Matters and don't, produce, and don't put the articles up, don't put the e-books up, right? How many people? How many people have taken pictures that Molly has made, images that Molly has made, and not put them on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever? How many people? Many. Why? Because they might not know how. might be as simple as that. You don't know how to use the technology effectively. Some of you may be successful not using technology, but that is going to that is gonna run its course, right? The technology is going out, to outrun you, right? I say that to amongst all my broker friends in town. You don't, you don't, you know, keep yourself cutting edge. And if you don't keep yourself cutting edge and you don't keep yourself in front of you, in front of people with technology and how to use it, you're going to get passed by, right? And we know that, okay? They didn't have a marketing budget or how to grow their business. Many people are looking around saying, what am I going to do? Where am I going to get a lead from? Where's my next piece of business coming from? What am I going to do to find somebody? How do I get sellers? Evan, how do I get sellers? Evan, how do I get buyers? Evan, how do I get someone to, to, to work with me, right? They don't take the time to put a budget together, even if it's a, a roll of stamps a month. Right? They don't put any budget together to go out and find these prospects, to go out and find, to go out to send coffee cards or business cards or postcards or referral cards or whatever, or your e-books or our e-books. Right? You've got to put a little dollar into it, even if it's just a roll of stamps. You've got to put a little dollar into it, and you've got to have a budget. That says if I'm going to send by 100, if I'm going to spend 50 bucks on a roll of stamps, I'm going to send out 100 postcards. What am I hoping to get out of that 100 postcards? What am I hoping the return is? Right? What do I want? What return on that hundred dollars? Uh, excuse me, fifty dollar hundred stamp investment. What do I want the return to be? Okay. Number eight. Was able to overcome their overcome their fear of the phone, right? Nobody wants to pick up the phone, and more importantly, no one wants to be called. I don't even want to be called. You don't want to be called. You don't want to be talked to. You don't. I mean, you don't want. You don't want anything to do with that stuff, right? But at some point, you're going to have to pick up the phone. At some point, you're going to have to call and say, hey, guy, got your information. You know, when can I meet you? Or, hey, guy, it just, you know, just happened to have an open house this weekend. Didn't want, to, didn't want to send you an email because I know I get buried. When do you want to go take a look at this open house? You're going to have to pick up the phone. 
and you're going to have to talk to somebody. And you're going to have to, you know, tell them you're human just like they're human. And most people are petrified of calling anybody. They want to hide behind text or they want to hide behind email. They will not dial the seven digits, right, or the nine digits or whatever, ten digits. They won't make the phone call. And that basically pushes people right out of the business because not every phone call is, is good. Not every phone call is friendly. Not every phone call is receptive. Excuse the pun or whatever, right? Reception, I guess. It's tough to make the phone calls, but you have to make them at some point, all right? And the people who can't pick up the phone and can't communicate with people, that's why they quit. So I talked to the same guy earlier. He's talking about a, a listing appointment. The only communication he really had with the seller after the initial was text message. They couldn't connect by phone through whoever reason, most likely the, the, the seller's reason. But, they, but she didn't want to call on the phone and say, hey, guy, I'm going to do something else. She hid behind the text message. Maybe she called or was afraid to call. She knew that he was going to be a salesman on her. And he was going to say, listen, I understand your decision, but give me another shot at this. Maybe, maybe we can do something better. But she didn't want to pick up that phone and say, hey, hey guy, I'm going to do something else. Right? So even customers have fear of the phone. Right? Here's number nine. Didn't, under, didn't understand the process of deal progression. People will buy houses. People will, will, excuse me, people will look at houses. They'll think it's the right one. They'll put in a low bid. People will put their house on the market, not understand the process, not understand good faith, not understand it takes time, not understand any of those, those peaks and valleys that happen uh, in a deal progression, and they get burned out, and they fizzle, and they die, and they go away. This is not for me. It's too hard. I thought it was easy money. This isn't retail. You know, real estate is not retail. You don't walk into the New Balance store and buy shoes, Right. It's a long, tough process, 30 to 45 days. But if you think about the dollars that you make and you divide it by a $50 an hour rate, which everybody in the world would take a job for $50 an hour, if you divide a, a $6,000 commission by 50, I mean, <laughs> it's worth it, right? The return on investment is worth it. So you take in the emotional strain or whatever, but it's definitely worth it. And if you don't understand the progression, it takes time, the peaks and valleys, you don't ask for help, you don't have a good support structure around you. It makes this, this, this business very tough. And if you're out there alone and people say they have training, but they really don't, people say they have support, but they really don't, and they're out there and they fail, they leave the business, right? Okay, number 10, similar to don't understand how to market themselves, right? They don't understand how to go out to the lacrosse game on Saturday, hang out with one of your buddies, and have three or four people say, hey, where are the coffee cards? right? Market yourself, right? You have to market yourself. Don't think constant contact with family and friends is necessary. I hear this one every day, and we could have a call just on this. You don't think your constant contact with friends and family was necessary. Ah, uh, my family, yeah, they know I'm in the business. Yeah, my neighbor, yeah, he knows I sell real estate. Yeah, my uncle, yeah, he knows, right? But again, think about what I said to you a few calls ago and last call. You don't want to sell your uncle's house you want to sell your uncle's friend's house, right? We should quote that. You don't want to sell your friend's house. You want to sell your friend's friend's house, your neighbor's house, okay? You got to have, you got to keep reminding and banging the drum. Our parents have jobs. Our kids have jobs. Our cousins have jobs. Our cousins work. Take, take for example, you have a, a cousin or a sister or a brother who's a nurse, and they're always, I'm just, just thinking about this. And they're always walking around. There's lots of downtime as a nurse while they're waiting for doctors or whatever. 
I mean that in a very polite way. There's a lot of chit-chat in a, in a hospital, right? Or if they work in a hospital and they're in a cafeteria, they run through a lot of people. Or a school teacher at, at, in, the cafeteria, in the, the teacher's lounge. There's a lot of communication that goes around, a lot of housing. Every time I sit at breakfast or at dinner, I can hear somebody talking about housing in some fashion, right? Housing and real estate make the world go round. We talked about how many people are involved in a real estate transaction, an appraiser, a lender, a, a, an attorney, a paralegal, a real estate agent, an inspector, a termite guy, a septic guy, a lead-based paint guy, all those kind of things, right? They make the world go round. So you have to constantly let your friend and family know you're in the business constantly so they know when the time comes, boom, real estate, Evan Russell, boom, call them. And if you're not confident they can do that, you need to continue to bang the drum, right? Number 12, as I talked to earlier, this is not retail. They do not walk into your website or log into your website, put their name in a box and say, okay, Evan, I'm at 20% down. Let's go. I want to buy it. I don't need to look at it. That's not how this works. You know, they don't walk into Best Buy, pick up a TV and say, okay, I'm buying it. Or walk into GameStop and buy a video, uh, you know, video game controller and say, okay, great, I'm done, let's go. Or walk into Target and buy Cheerios and leave. That's not how this works. It's a long process with a lot of hoops and a lot of hurdles. And you've got to have a lot of concentration. And you've got to have a lot of discipline. And you have to understand, like all good salespeople do, you have to understand how you get paid, right? The first rule of sales is how you get paid. So even if you do a deal today, right this very minute, it's probably not closed until the end of June. And you have to know that. And you have to understand that. And you have to be patient for it. Okay? Didn't understand they needed, number 13, didn't understand they needed a daily, need, daily, excuse me, didn't understand they needed a daily routine or plan. What are you going to do today? When you hang up this phone call, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to work? You're going to go make your breakfast? You're going to go make coffee? You're going to go have lunch with your girlfriends? You're going to go shopping at Macy's? You're going to do the kids' laundry? What are you going to do today? Right? What is your plan today? And think to yourself, what are you, and if you don't have a plan, get on it. What are you going to do today? What are you going to do today that's going to be productive? Send some handwritten notes to your friends. Hey, guys, spring market's here. Let's go. Give me a call. Right? You're going to send some emails. Right? You're going to get on social media and like and comment on some people's stuff. You're going to share something on social media. Right? You're going to come in the office and say, hey, Evan, I want to find some new sellers today. Right? What are you going to do today? I, you know, I, that's a question that we all should answer ourselves every single morning. What am I going to do today real estate-wise? We know what you're going to do job-wise. We know what you're going to do with your kids. You know what you're going to do with your job. But what am I going to do to help generate that six or seven or $8,000 commission which is the reason I joined real estate. What am I going to do for that? Find a routine, find a plan, right? And the ones that don't, flip and flop until they don't have any business, they get frustrated, and then they get so frustrated that the $126 of the MLS fee is too much because they haven't done any business. But we can, avo we can avoid that. So the four number 14 is lack of an entry-level business plan. How do you want real estate to look? I don't know. I don't want to, you know, people come in to me, it's comical. They come in and say, yeah, I want to do two deals a month. I'm like, yeah, okay, right? Why don't you try two? Why don't you try the road to six? Let's get six deals a year first, one every two months. Very few people do two deals a month, very few. In fact, it's probably 20% of the real estates that are out there do, do two or three deals a month. If we can get one done a month, you've, you've accomplished a lot. If you can get six through the road to six that we push, then you're really accomplishing a lot, right? That's a good year for you. 
So how are we going to do that? What's the plan? Where are those buyers and sellers going to come from? Right? Here's my last one. I'm right up on my time here anyway. Here's my last time. Not taking advantage of the free training and resources available to them. Right? I love that this is the last one. Not taking advantage of the free resources and training that's available to them. If you don't take advantage of what we have here for you, it makes the other 15, the other 14 very difficult. Right? There's lots of good stuff here, right? We have to just understand how to use it, make a habit to use it, make a daily plan on how to use it, and execute, all right? Okay, guys, I'm over my time here. I hope, I hope that helps. Hope it's enjoyable, a little bit different today. If you want a copy of the, of the 15 Reads, we do have it in ebook. Love to give it to you. Reach out to Molly. She'll send it to you. And I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, hope you see us as a positive and not as a negative. But these are the things in the pitfalls we don't want to jump into, right? We don't get a, want to get caught without having a goal, without having a daily task, without having a, you know, a plan for the day. All right, hope you guys enjoyed. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell. To listen to a previous episode of our HTC podcast, you can visit evanlive.com or find him in the iTunes Music Store.